Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. there. Welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Guess what? I've got a seat reserved at the table here for you. You know, I've said that before. I say that all the time, but it's absolutely true. Today on the show, we are going to look at the mass readings for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. Now, here's the title I came up with the show and I for the show. And I have to tell you, this was not going to be my first title. My title is Now is the Time to Change. My original title, I thought it would be a little harsh, was Time to Repent or Else. I mean, look, that sounds scary, but when you hear these readings today, and you know, we're headed toward Lent, we're a few weeks away from the beginning of Lent, these readings remind us that many times, even though we don't always realize it, you know, things just happen. We are not on the right path when it comes to our relationship with God, when it comes to our ultimate goal of getting to heaven. Sometimes we get sidetracked, and these readings occur at a perfect time because we are, as I said, a few weeks away from beginning Lent, which is a time to look at all those problem areas and make some changes when when needed. The Lord's calling us to repent, to change, to, to listen to His words as he speaks to us, and really look internally. And, you know, he's not looking for external change only. And and we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, as we get closer to Lent. That word repent, the word repent that you're going to hear in, in the gospel, or, or not in the gospel, you will hear, um, actually, yes, in the gospel, um, when you hear that word repent, that word translated into English as repent the original Greek word is metanoia, which is which is an, an internal change, a change from within, to, a turning around, turning away from doing something wrong and doing something right. And so what Jesus is looking for here is an internal conversion, a change of heart, which in, in turn is going to lead to external and external change in action but I think in actions but I think so many times we we hear that word repent and we just think oh I just have to get better I have to start doing good things and stop doing bad things well yes and no what the Lord's looking for is a change not just to the way we act but a change to the way we think that's what he's looking for and in a lot of ways it's more difficult 
But ultimately, it's easier because an internal change, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is going to lead to a longer-lasting change in our actions. It's not going to just be for the duration of Lent. You know, sometimes we we just want to change. We want to start to get better. We want to do things right. We want to pray more. And then at the end of Lent, we stop. But the Lord's looking for more than that. So we'll talk about this in the program today. And I think you're going to like these readings. As I look over them, they are uh, they're relatively short. Some days we have longer Sunday Mass readings, but these readings for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, they're relatively short, but they are absolutely powerful. And they uh, they remind us of such an important, uh, there's they're such an important message that, that the Lord delivers to us through these readings, that need to change. No matter where we are, no matter how good we think we are, there's always room for improvement. Um, I know in my life there certainly is, and I have a feeling in your life there's going to be areas that you can improve in as well. So that's what the readings are all about. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining me on the show today. You know, I, I, I've said it before, but it's something that I, I don't think I can possibly say enough. There would be no show unless you would listen to it. So I'm grateful to you for listening. I'm grateful for, to the Lord for giving me this mission to be able to do this. Uh, I'm grateful to all of the radio stations who carry the program. I'm grateful to all the podcasting services which deliver it as well. So I've got a lot of gratitude today as I as I begin this show. But thank you, really, for showing up. It means a lot. All right, how about this? How about if we pray, and then we'll get right on with the show. You know, I really believe that unless I start this show with prayer, my words aren't going to do much good. I really believe that. I'm going to give you the words. Well, certainly you're going to hear scripture today. That's worthwhile. And then you're going to hear my attempt at explaining the scriptures. But unless I ask the Holy Spirit to help me, I can't count on anything I say being accurate, right? I mean, that's really the way I feel. So I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me, and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart as well so that I say the message that I'm supposed to say and you hear the message that you are supposed to hear. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you for being here with us right now. It's always great that you give us this opportunity to be able to spend some time in your presence, Father. We're very grateful for it. We're grateful that you're willing to listen to our prayers, and in a way, give us a say in our own, in, in the way you provide for us. You allow us to present to you our needs. And then you grant those needs if they are indeed needs. Thank you for giving us that opportunity. You could just do everything without us, but you chose not to do that, Father. You chose to involve us in your providing for us. And boy, we sure need a lot of provision. So we turn to you, Father. First, and foremost, we thank you for being an almighty and all-powerful God. We thank you, Father, for sending your Son into the world. We thank you for creating us. We thank you for providing for all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived up until the present time. Father, we thank you for allowing us to turn to you in prayer. We ask you to bless us, our families, our friends. We ask you to protect all those who are vulnerable. We ask you to guide those who are on the wrong path. We ask you to give hope to the hopeless, remove discouragement from the hearts of those who are frustrated and ready to give up. 
Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words. Give me the right message for this program. And finally, Father, please open all of our hearts and all of our minds to hear the message today, to hear Scripture, to hear my comments, to hear your words, Father, and to to make to to allow these words to sink in and to make the changes necessary and to follow you, Father. Father, I ask these things in the most powerful name of Jesus Christ, who is your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to say, uh, as I was going into the prayer, I was thinking about this, and I was, uh, I, I, it cr- I crack myself up sometimes because I thought, here I am telling you, my words are not going to mean anything. You shouldn't listen to me. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that sounds horrible for, for a host of a, of a program that I expect you to listen to. But what I really mean and what I, what, I, what I hope you got out of that is by myself, I can't say anything that's going to change your heart. I don't trust my words, even if I'm speaking directly presenting the teaching of the Catholic Church just as it should be, which I always try to do. But my words alone are not good enough. That's why I always turn to the Holy Spirit before we start these programs. And I ask for the Spirit to guide me, to give me the words, because I want to give you the Lord's message. And I figure by asking for that help, there's a better, there's a much better chance that that is going to happen. So, you know, it's uh, it, I, I really understand that on my own, I can only be so convincing. Even if my words are spot on, your heart has to be opened up by the Holy Spirit, as does mine. I So many times I get moved by these readings when I do these programs, and, and the Lord speaks to me through me as well. But I absolutely believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to use somebody like, even like me, to share the good news. And um, that's so that's why we pray. That's why we pray. Anyway, my name is Gary Zimak. Now that I really talked myself down a little bit, right? I didn't make myself look that good. But you know the deal if you've been listening for any time. You know the the way I try to present myself on this program. I, I, I want to keep it real. I don't want to pretend I don't have problems. I don't want to pretend I don't struggle. That would be a lie. We all struggle at times. All I am is someone who has been trying to follow Jesus Christ to the best of my ability for a number of years now, and someone who has been given a somewhat public opportunity to share my thoughts with others like you. So I'm very grateful for that opportunity. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Followingthetruth.com, that's my website if you want to find out more about my work. We are getting very close to Lent. We're just a few weeks away from the beginning of Lent. February 14th is Ash Wednesday this year. And I'm excited because the Give Up Worry for Lent Tour 2024 is about to get in motion. I'm going to put something on my website very soon. Well, I have my schedule on my website. But uh, there's been a little, there's been a a graphic image that I've been sharing um, uh, about the 2024 Give Up Worry for Lent Tour. Uh, I say graphic image, a graphic. That's an art term. Um, it didn't sound too good when I said a graphic image, but you know what I mean. It uh, It's a schedule of the, the talks that I'll be giving around the country beginning in February. So 
Check that out for more information. Followingthetruth.com is my website. We are going to be shifting to a, uh, a give up worry for Lent focus, not necessarily on this weekly program, but on my daily reflections. We're going to shift to give up worry for Lent, my daily email reflections. So if you're interested in finding more about that, you can do that by going to followingthetruth.com. Also, now would be a good time if you're interested to pick up a copy of my book, Give Up Worry for Lent. We have had issues in the past where the book has sold out. So if you want to get it, now would be a good time. Um, And really through the daily email reflections and some things that I'm going to be doing on social media, we can walk through the book together. At least that's what I I plan to do now, as I've done for the past several years. So followingthetruth.com is my website to find out more information about who I am and what I do. Okay, let's get to these readings. And as, as I said at the beginning, these readings for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time, they're very manageable. They are not overly lengthy, which is a good thing when I'm trying to fit in uh, multiple readings on, on a radio program. They're, they're not overly lengthy, but boy, they are absolutely powerful. And, and they just set up the, the weeks before Lent so perfectly. You know, it gives us a reminder that, okay, the Lord says, Here, here's the deal. Here's what you need to do. You got to make some changes. Are you ready to do that? And obviously, there's an old adage, there's no time like the present. When it comes to the spiritual life, that is so true, because literally, the present moment is the only guaranteed time any of us have. So, making spiritual changes, that's not something any of us really want to put off. It's something we want to do right now while we have the time. And that's what you're going to see in these readings. There's a sense of urgency that comes across, and and I think that's a good thing. Because as somebody who tends to procrastinate, a uh, sense of urgency is a good thing to have. Let's do it like we always do it. We begin with the gospel on this program. The gospel comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. We're going to see this is the, the really the start of the public ministry of Jesus. After John had been arrested, John the Baptist, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. See that message, that message of Jesus saying, in essence, I am the Messiah. I'm the long-awaited Messiah. I am here. Now is the time. God's kingdom is at hand. The time is now. Repent. Turn away from those things that are keeping you away from me, Jesus says. Turn away. Internally, change. And believe in the gospel. Believe in my message. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, Jesus saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. So what we see here is an example of this call of Jesus saying the kingdom of God is at hand. And incidentally, these these words, this is the time of fulfillment, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. These are the first recorded words of Jesus in Mark's gospel. So this is an important message. 
The Lord is saying, come with me, change, change the way you think. I want an internal conversion. What do we see? We see an example of four people, Simon and Andrew and Zebedee, I'm sorry, John and James, the sons of Zebedee, four fishermen who heard the words of Jesus and took them so seriously that they followed him. And this is what we are all being called to today. That decision, that surrender to Jesus Christ to follow him. That's what we're called to. That's what these readings are about. That's what an internal conversion is. That's what repentance is. To follow Jesus and not follow ourselves. The first reading is Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 10. So there's a bit of a gap here, 1 through 5, and then the church skips a few verses and goes right to, to verse 10. And the reason that's done sometimes for these Sunday readings is to help us to focus on the theme. Sometimes there'll be details in, in a gospel passage or in a Bible passage that um, might be a little distracting because they might be a little all over the place. And when the church wants to guide us down a certain path or to hear a certain message, you'll see sometimes that a verse or two will be omitted from the, the, the mass readings. That's what's happening here. So uh, here we go. The word of the Lord came to Jonah saying, set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing 40 days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do them. He did not carry it out. Now, we see here an example, and some of the details are left out. We all know the story of Jonah not really wanting to go to Nineveh, trying to run the other way. He ends up being swallowed by a great fish, as the Bible uh, states, uh, commonly thought of as a whale, and really just spit up at that point on dry land. And then Jonah, of course, has a change of heart, and he says, all right, Lord, we'll, we'll do it your way. He ends up in Nineveh doing what God wanted him to do in the first place. But the overall message here is Jonah is to deliver a message to the people from God. Repent, change your ways. You're headed in the wrong direction. And what happened? The people listened. They obeyed. And God, as a result, did not destroy them. You know, we got to remember, this is Old Testament. The In the Old Testament, the people who were these readings were initially addressed to, they were one step above being barbarians. In a lot of cases, they, they, a lot of cases, they really were um, godless people. They were used to worshiping idols. So the Lord spoke, he, he, he had to reveal himself gradually to the people. That's why you look at the New Testament readings, you look at the Old Testament readings, and they seem to have a different tone. Well, that's because God gradually revealed himself to the people up until the point where Jesus came into the world. And Jesus said, I am going to reveal to you the Father. 
And what Jesus said, what Jesus did, sounds a lot different than the quote-unquote Old Testament God. That's because they're, they're different audiences. You know, it doesn't mean God, the Old Testament God was mean. He wasn't. He was merciful. And this is an example of his mercy. But when you look at the wording, it sounds different. Ultimately, we have here, God gets a message to the people, change your ways, they respond. That's what was happening. That's what hopefully was happening in the gospel as well. When Jesus said, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. The responsorial psalm, teach me your ways, Lord. This is Psalm 25. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior. See, this is the, this is, these are the words of someone who really wants to know the truth, who really wants to know if they're on the wrong track, who really wants to hear the words, repent, change, you got to change. You know, that's, God's doing us a favor with these words. I mean, God's doing us a favor when he tells us to repent or to change our ways. Why? Because he, wants, he knows that we're getting off the path. He knows that we are bringing about misery for ourselves by not following his ways. He knows that we might be jeopardizing our chance to go to heaven, and he wants to help us. That's this whole idea of conversion. Back to the psalm, remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from old, are from of old. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. And we're seeing these examples of God's goodness both in that Old Testament first reading and the gospel. You know, God would be mean if he didn't warn us, if he didn't tell us to change, if he kept it a secret. And on our judgment day, say, surprise, you should have listened. You're on the wrong track. No, he tells us. And that's an example of his mercy. He's giving us ample opportunities to change, to repent. We want to do that now because one day at our judgment, it's going to be too late. You know, I try to keep uh, I, I try to keep my message pretty light on these programs, but I can't sugarcoat this. It's the truth. Now is the time. That's good news. You know, we have good. The good news is there is time now. Back to the psalm. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. See that he shows sinners the way, and he sent his son into the world to show us how we should live. If you want to know how you should live, look at the life of Christ. If you want to compare yourself to somebody, compare yourself to Jesus. That's the way we should live. Teach me your ways, O Lord. You know, that's what we want. We want to know what to do because we often don't know what the right thing to do is. Let's look at the second reading. It's from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 7, Verses 29 through 31, I tell you, brothers and sisters, the time is running out. Oh, boy, I I wasn't going to say it, but now Paul is certainly saying it. The time is running out from now on. Let those having wives act as not having them, those weeping as not weeping, those rejoicing as not rejoicing, those buying as not, not owning, those using the world as not using it fully. Ready for this? this is a big ending. For the world in its present form is passing away. Now, this is some harsh language, isn't it? But this is a good reminder for us, because what gets us into trouble in this life? What causes us to sin? 
What causes us to be unhappy? The things of the world. Either we're desiring in a bad way certain things, certain material things, honors, comfort. That makes us miserable. You know, we don't always realize it, but sometimes it makes us miserable either the pursuit of things or trying to hold on to them. And, and again, that doesn't always have to be material things. It could be just comfort. Like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to give up my good health. I, I can't get sick. I can't get sick. Well, that's going to cause a lot of stress. And also, we need this reminder that sin, when we sin, it's usually because we're trying to get some kind of comfort or pleasure that doesn't please God, That is that focuses on our gratification in this life. Ultimately, and I'm not saying this is easy to do, it's not. But with the Lord's help, it is possible. Ultimately, we have to keep our focus on heaven, which is not going to pass away. The things of this world, is they are passing away. You're not going to take your riches with you. You're not going to take anything with you in the coffin. Hard lesson to learn, isn't it? Hard to accept. The world's not going to tell you that. Turn on the TV, look on the internet, listen to the radio. The message is always buy more. You need this. You need that. Indulge. It feels good. Do it. That's the message. I'm not saying that all those things are sinful. They're not. But if that's all you live for, you're going to be in for a lot of misery in this life, and you might not do so well on Judgment Day. Right? Again, I can't sugarcoat it. That's the message. So, Really, we're going to have to choose who we believe. Do we believe the world or do we believe the Lord? When he tells us, repent, change, change the way you think, change the way you speak, change the way you act. And that's why we have been given the Holy Spirit to help us. Because the Holy Spirit, if we let the Holy Spirit work in us, we can be transformed into someone, people who think, speak, and act as Jesus did. That's really powerful. That's what we're called to do. We do have that help. The Lord is not asking us to do this on our own. He wants to help us, and he will help us if we let him, if we let the Spirit work in us. So that's the message. Repent. Change the way you think. Change the way you speak. Change the way you act. And he's warning us. He's letting us know now is the time to work on it. Don't put it off because none of us know. We just don't know the hour. We don't know the day. We don't know the minute. We don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know when we're going to be called to account for the way we lived our lives. And the warning is a good thing. It's good that we're aware of this now. And it's also good that we're given the help of the Holy Spirit so that we don't try to do this on our own. Well, we are just about out of time. I want to thank you for listening to the program as always. You are in my prayers. I would ask you to please keep me in your prayers as well, especially as we get closer to Lent. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. I'll pre-record these shows so you, you don't have to worry. The shows will still be available. But I could use your prayers because life on the road gets, gets tough sometimes. You could certainly use your prayers. You are in my prayers. Remember, my website is followingthetruth.com. If you want to find out anything more about my work or if you want to pick up a copy of Give Up Worry for Lent, you can do that at followingthetruth.com or subscribe to my daily email reflection as well. If you have any questions, you can either contact me through the website. There's a contact form on the website, or you could just email direct me, email me directly at gary at followingthetruth.com. 
followingthetruth.com. That's G-A-R-Y at followingthetruth.com. Remember, now is the time to change. That's the message today. Right now, you are listening to these words. You're alive. You still have time to change. I still have time to change. As I read these readings today, as I read them over the air, I was thinking there are certain things that I need to get better at. I know that. I know I don't always love as Jesus loves. I want to get better at that. He wants me to get better at that. And through the working of his Holy Spirit in me and my cooperating with the Holy Spirit, that is absolutely possible. We can all change. There's an old saying, forewarned is forearmed. Amen? He let us know. The Lord loves us. He's, He's merciful. Change. Repent. Now's the time. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.